0: Hi everyone. From that clickety-clack sound, it's time for TV Oblivion, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 20, season one. Today's date is October 9th, 2022. And thank you for joining me today. And here is today's lineup for this uh, wonderful program. (laughs) I think it's wonderful. Okay, uh, from the 1940s, I will talk about uh, The Wendy Berry Show. From the 1950s, uh, the TV animated series, Felix the Cat. From the 1960s, the TV sitcom, The Ugliest Girl in Town. From the 1970s, we, I have the comedy drama, Flying High. From the 1980s, the television sitcom, Coming of Age. From the 1990s, the crime drama, Buddy Farrell. And from the 2000s, uh, the comedy drama, Easy Money. Very interesting show. I'm glad I selected these uh, shows to discuss with you. And I'll talk about its history and who was in the cast. Uh, Very interesting cast members of each show. So we'll see about that. And uh, this program is about uh, programs that that went into TV oblivion, that are rarely syndicated and totally forgotten. And that's what I'm here for, (laughs) to dredge up the memories. (laughs) Okay, so uh, first off, I I will get, I'm sorry, I will get started. But first off, I will play a uh, commercial. And and this program is brought to you by Jubilee Cleaner. And uh, this is from the 1960s. And I remember this cleaner very well uh, because it had a pretty bottle. Uh, it had, like two colors, like I think red and blue, red and green or something like that. So here, like I said, uh, so here's a commercial for Jubilee Cleaner from the 1960s. So sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you.
1: This dull kitchen makes me feel like jumping out the window. Don't do it, Louise. Haven't you heard? Here's something new that will brighten your kitchen. New spray Jubilee Kitchen Wax. It's so easy to use. Just spray and wipe. Some shine, huh? It cleans as it shines. Watch this. Spills beat up on the Jubilee side because the hard wax finish won't let them settle down. So you whiz through daily cleanups.
2: Take a shine to your kitchen surfaces. Use Jubilee Kitchen Wax regularly. New spray or liquid from Johnson Wax.
0: Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Jubilee Cleaner. Um, I'd like to clarify something. I made a boo-boo. The the bottle, uh, the the colors of the bottle were red, black, and blue. And uh, I remember it came in, it was actually, this cleaner was a um, cleaning wax. That's what it was. And uh, it cleaned countertops and... Uh, any surface so it was a very good product you know makes it all shiny and all that (coughs) excuse me also uh that was on the market for about late 50s or uh, 60s i think it disappeared in the 70s but now it is back and you can order it on amazon if you'd like um i don't know if target sells it walmart maybe if you happen to go shopping someday and if you go to the cleaning uh, section, you know, right, clean aisles, maybe you'll find this product. You know, uh, maybe uh, I intend to do that someday. We'll see. <laughs> so um, we'll see about that. You know, but uh, that commercial, you know, it's a typical sixties commercial. They're very nostalgic and very fun to watch. So you can find it on YouTube if you like. Okay, the beginning of the program. I get I. Uh, I uh, explained the lineup for today's show, so we're going to get started. And today, and right now, I will talk about, from the late 1940s, the Wendy Berry Show. Uh, that's a very obscure show. But it's one of the earliest shows uh, in vintage television. And uh, also, it's a star, Wendy Berry, but a lot of people have forgotten about her. So I'll talk about her and the show, Okay. And this, uh, she had a very interesting life, so here we go. So, her uh, Wendy Berry was born Marguerite Wendy Jenkins on April 18th, 1912, and she was born in Hong Kong. And uh, actually, she was born in London, so uh, maybe she was raised by that, I guess. And uh, and then uh, let's see, she uh Let's see. And then uh, she tried to learn, uh, you know, acting and all that. She did a little uh, stage acting and uh, attended school in Switzerland. And then she made um, her film debut was in 1932. It was a film called Threads. And that was uh, in London, of course. She didn't come to Hollywood yet. You know, and uh, she starred also she's best known as uh, Jane Seymour the 1933 movie the private life of henry the you know i haven't seen that movie in a long long time Maybe I'll check it out uh let's see then she moved to the united states in 1935 and she made her first uh hollywood film it was called a small it's a small world with spencer tracy and uh then she starred in a movie with Jimmy Stewart called Speed in 1936, and then uh, let's see, and then she starred with um, Bessel Rathbone, who played Sherlock Holmes in the in the Sherlock's movie, The Hound of Baskervilles. Oh, I forgot about that. I, I haven't seen that little movie in a long time. And she started with Lucille Ball in Five Came Back. And then, of course, she appeared in several of the movies like *The Saint* and *The Falcon Mysteries*, you know, with George Sanders. And then her last movie was in 1954. And uh, she also was on the radio; she did a a few radio programs. And so, uh, from the the, so now we're going to talk about the uh, the, her, her show right now. And uh, the Wendy Berry Show premiered on November 10, 1948. And originally it aired on ABC. And then, um, then it moved to the DuMont Network in uh, January of 1949. So that was one of the earliest uh, networks like that. And it was one of the earliest talk shows of that era you know that uh, paved the way to others like they well we all know that and uh she invited guests she talked and uh you know with uh celebrities i don't know what kind of celebrities and like that uh these the episodes do not survive there is one episode that did and uh it's on youtube and you can uh check it out if you like it's in two parts and uh, her her uh, guest that she interviewed was Jack Sh- Shadenlin. That's I think that's how you say his name. And uh, he was a musician, composer, and uh, she interviewed him. So I'm going to play a clip of uh, just the, the introduction of the Wendy Berry Show. And uh, there's like there's like a contest going on there, you know, and they showed the prize, and then it. Uh, present surprises of that so it's very interesting to and it's the first time i heard her voice when she speaks you know she has that english accent that's kind of cute okay so right now i'm gonna play the wendy berry show from 1940 probably 48 49. so uh, so enjoy everyone thank you
2: It's new! Look! It's Wendy Barry. Yes, the Wendy Barry Show presented by Associated Food Stores. Say, save your Associated Cash Register receipts, will you? They entitle you to free wherever gifts never before available in any supermarket promotion. Now, see the beautiful items on display in your Associated Food Store. Then save your cash register receipts. They are literally worth their weight in gold. And now, Associated proudly presents the star, the sparkling, the radiant, the girl, What's the name again? Oh, yeah, le Randy Barry! <laughs> Lenny Barry! Yeah. Lenny, Lenny, you know, every day when
1: Mama sees you on the show, she says, those good-looking jackets, wow. Best. Yeah,
2: are the best you. dressed. Rendi. Rendi. Don't talk, t- what? It's very important. What? Uh, Bert lost his heart today. We want to console him.
1: Bert Kaminsky? Uh, yeah. What happened, Don? He
2: lost his heart.
1: You fell in love?
2: Something like that. With whom? Well, he won't talk. Oh, he's making
1: terrible faces, and you're giving away awful secrets. Have you fallen Rendi. in love again? No. Because I asked you, you know, on, on, on February 29th, and you said yes. Oh, I
2: didn't have the $1,000. Yeah, I did. I didn't have
1: the $1,000. This is a day for us. First of all, um, with the. That's too dark, Lenny. Make it lighter, darling. Will you? Thing. Thank you. With the Novocaine and the teeth and everything, and three, four, three. Bingo. Tremendous big wheels from uh, our industry. Is that MGM boys? Oh, MGM boys. Well,
2: no. <laughs> no.
1: They don't even understand that, whatever it was you said. (laughs) But will you please get immediately to the contest so we can have the star of the show take over? All righty. His name is Jack Shandon, by the way. He's going to take over for Andy Wendy any minute. He doesn't know it, but he is. Make with the contest, Archie. We'd
2: like to tell everybody about our $40,000 contest, but we ain't got one. We got one for a couple of thousand dollars less. First, you can win a trip to Atlantic City's glamorous Tremor Hotel. A week's vacation for two wonderful facilities, magnificent pool, and ice skating rink that have made Tremor synonymous with luxury. There's attractive and dependable Whitnall Watches, distinguished part of the Longine Whitnall Watch Company, makers of watches of the highest character. There's $20 merchandise certificates for your choice of 12 handsome designs of Danish sterling silver direct from Denmark, now on display at H. Nils and Company. There's excitingly new Prince's House cedar roll closet accessories of revolutionary see-through cedarized upon plastic, twice as heavy as ordinary storage bags. There's Sonic Capri 403-speed hi-fi phonograph, glamorous coup de fleur, perfumed corsage by Aster, and lifelike roses and carnations. Wonderful new idea for year-round fragrance of flowers. Now, there's an Endura Cutie alarm clock by L. Harrison Company, featuring luminous dial, silent tick. Clear, loud bell, available in seven decorator colors. There's a fabulous night on the town, dinner for two, sizzling steaks or broiled lobster at fabulous Scott's Seafood Restaurant, Queens Boulevard in Queens. And tickets to a hit Broadway show from Uppity, America's finest eyelash curler. For sparkling eye beauty, you can rely on Uppity for glamorous eye effects in seconds. All you do is tell us an idea, your idea of what kind of a contest you'd like to see on the Wendy Barry Show. Send it to 16 West 46th Street, New York. All entries become the property of the Wendy Barry Show, will not be returned. Entries will be judged on originality, neatness, and aptness of thought. The decision of the judges will be final. Contest closes March 6th. Winners will be announced March 9th. Get your ideas for a contest on the Wendy Barry Show in two
0: Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction of the Wendy Barry Show. Uh, I failed to mention that ran, uh, this ran about three and a half minutes. <laughs> I wasn't going to put the whole show like that. And... Uh, the show ended about 1950, and then she appeared in other television shows. And uh, let's see, and the other one that replaced through Wendy's Window, that was another, and that aired in 19 in on NBC. It was a 50 minute program, and she interviews celebrities. She talked about fashion and all that. And then uh, she was a host. Uh, she was a hostess of the short-lived series, stars in khaki and blue, and it was like a, it was a primetime talent show for members of the armed forces, and that debuted in, on NBC September thirteenth, nineteen fifty-two, ended uh, hmm. a few weeks, <laughs> the same month, not very long. And uh, she continued to appear on television, and she did a stint um, as the original Revlon saleswoman. If you remember the game show, The $64,000 Question in the 50s. And, uh, you know, I saw a clip of that on YouTube, and I didn't know it was her, but yeah, it was. And uh, that's interesting about that. And then, um, <coughs> excuse me, she also syndicated a show the same... Wendy Berry show, but this was syndicated and but didn't last very long, you know. Yeah, she was very consistent, something like that. So, um, an interesting thing about her life was uh, she became a natural, uh, naturalized American citizen in 1942, and she and she had a uh, a daughter, and uh. I don't think she was married with, uh, uh, you know, who who the father was. It was Bugsy Siegel, the gangster. <laughs> that was scary, like that. And uh, no, I don't think she rem- uh, she never married. Uh, and uh, yeah, she was married. I'm sorry, she married a textile manufacturer. His name his name was David Elmeyer. And uh, and then she passed away in. February 2nd, uh, 1978 in New Jersey, she was 65 years old and, uh, so yeah, because she had a stroke, so, and she wasn't seen after that, so she just disappeared, you know, so uh, look, like I said before, a lot of people didn't remember her, you know, but, uh, if you're a bit, a movie buff, you know, especially from England, you would catch her and watch her movies and, uh. He was here. Also, she was in a movie, Dead End, with the. I think it was with the. Uh, what's that called? The Eastside Kids. Yeah, and uh, I think it was that. I'm not sure. Uh, no, I don't. I'm not sure about that. Uh, that was with Humphrey Bogart. Oh, it's the Dead End Kids. Later on, this, the East Side Kids. I remember it was like the Bow. You know, like the Bowery Boys. <laughs> and that started with Humphrey Bogart and Jill McCrae I haven't seen that movie in a long time yeah so that's another tv show that went into oblivion okay next up i will talk about felix the cat and uh this is based on the uh the cartoon series and it was created in 1919 by pat sullivan and otto otto mesmer during a silent film area and it was uh it was a black cat and he had white eyes and a black body and a big grin. He wasn't scary. <laughs> so there was, a, yeah, and so they were silent. And uh, I remember, I read somewhere that he was the first television image, the first image on television when television was invented. And they showed a image of Felix the cat. And uh, that's amazing. And, uh, so I'm going to talk about the anime series that uh, that I grew up with. And that was in uh, in the 70s where I watched that. But uh, the, the series uh, uh, first aired in the 50s. So I'll give a little history of that. So let's see. Um, so Felix Cat debuted in 1958. I don't know what. Uh, it was syndication. So, oh, here we go. The date was October 2nd, 1958. uh, Ended in May 13th, 1960. It ran for two seasons, 126 episodes. And it's from the Translux uh, television company, but I think it was Paramount before. I'm not sure what Translux was. It's the same company that did Speed Racer in the 60s from Japan. And uh, the So Felix the Cat had a magic bag, uh, a magic bag of tricks, and you. This bag of tricks would he would stretch it into all kinds of shapes, like a plane, uh, probably a a trumpet, anything. Sometimes a gun, maybe a gun. I didn't see that, or you know, anything to protect themselves, you know, from enemies. And I will get to those in in a second. And the supporting cast had. Well, before I get to that, uh, I remember um, he used to say radio, you know, he would say, and then he would laugh at the end. You know, he would hold uh, his hands would hold his belly and start ahead of a belly laugh. It's kind of cute. And uh, let's see. So his supporting cast was, uh, there was the professor. He was an arch enemy. Uh, He was like a mad scientist. And uh, I remember he had like uh, white hair kind of oval shaped head <laughs> and he would find some way to get to retrieve that uh, bag of tricks. He always wanted that, but he always failed. He always failed to do that. And, uh, also there was rock bottom and that was his sidekick and he looked like a, uh, like a bulldog. And he, and, uh, he, sometimes he worked with, uh, you know, with the professor, you know, sometimes alone. And, uh, and every time at the end, Rock Bottom would say, "Oh, what's the use?" Because he always gave up, and he wanted uh, to get, retrieve the bag, bag of tricks too. <coughs> also, in in uh, another bad guy was the Master Cyliden, Cylinder, excuse me, King of the Moon. I remember and he looked like a trash can with a big eyes and long, you know, claws like that. You know, and uh, he, sometimes he was in cahoots with uh, the Professor or Rock Bottom. Also, there was General Klang. He was an evil general uh, in space. He wanted the rocket formula. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't really remember him. Maybe I missed him. And uh, now, I'll talk about the good guys. The good guys was Poindexter. He was the nephew of the professor. You know, he was like a nerd. <laughs> and sometimes when Felix Cat was in Poindexter, you know, the professor was very nice to him for some reason you know he just changed it you know he changed his attitude it's amazing you know because i think he cared his he cared for his nephew very well also there was martin the martian and uh he always helped uh, felix you know whenever they were in trouble and the last supporting caster which was my favorite was Vavoom. <laughs> And then he was—he looked like an Eskimo, you know, like an Inuit, and uh, he would not say any. But he didn't say anything except "vaboom" <laughs> when he did that. I saw his mouth open. It's hilarious. I love that character. It's hilarious. You know, it's funny like that. And uh, he always helped Felix in whatever jams he was in. You know, to defeat the Professor, Rock Bottom, Master Son. I don't know how many episodes he he was in. Probably a lot. you don't know. And uh, the theme song was written by Winston Sharples and was performed by a big, ba- big band singer named Ann Bennett. And she had a pretty voice. Okay, right now I'm going to play the theme song for Felix Cat, And when I come back, I will talk about my memories of watching the show in Chicago. Okay, so here we go. <laughs>
1: wonderful cat whenever he gets in a fix he reaches into his bag of tricks felix the cat the wonderful wonderful cat you laugh so much your sides will ache your heart will go fit a pad watch and felix the wonderful cat
0: okay i'm back i hope you enjoyed the theme song for felix the cat um the, first, the show first aired in Chicago on WGN-TV, Channel 9. It was syndicated. I had a newspaper ad. I found that. And then later on, it aired in the 60s on WFLD-TV, Channel 32, around 3 o'clock, 3.30. I remember coming home from school and watching it. That's where I first watched it. And I was uh, enthralled. <laughs> I love that yeah, I love the show. Then it moved to WSNS-TV, Channel 44. They aired it for a few years, and then uh, then into the early '80s, they aired on um, WPWR TV channel 60. Then moved to channel 50. You know, do that. It, anyone in Chicago lived at that time, they would remember. Uh, it's on DVD, only the first season. I wish uh, more uh, episodes were released, but we haven't heard it. That re- that was released a long time ago, so I don't know what happened. Uh, so. Let's see. When was it released? Uh, not too long ago, I guess. Uh, first it was released in VHS, you know, uh, but only about a few episodes. And then it was released in 2006. And uh, just a few uh, episodes first. And then they released the first season on October 2nd, 2007. Okay. So, let's uh, so uh, I I think I have I don't think I have it I don't think so maybe I do I it's been a while <laughs> so uh, so uh, hopefully it'll be released I uh, I will buy it because it was a wonderful show I love the show very much okay next up we have the uh, comedy drama from no. Excuse me from the 1960s we have the television sitcom the ugliest girl in town <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy I uh, I don't this this was one of the worst TV shows ever according to most critics and uh TV aficionados if you can say that you know and uh so, uh, I, when I, I watched this show on YouTube recently, and I found it kind of charming, a little bit kind of silly, but, you know, it was okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so here's the history of the show. Uh, this premiered September 26, 1968, and then it ended January 30, 1969. It aired... Uh, had 20 episodes, but there were three unaired, as usual. And uh, the premise was uh, there was a Hollywood talent agency. His name was Timothy Timothy Blair. And uh, he he noticed a British actress from London visiting the United States doing a movie. And her name was uh, Julie Renfield. And after the movie was done, she goes back to England. And uh, to help her brother, Gene. And then uh, Timothy dresses up as a hippie, you know, back then, this is the 60s, you know, and poses for a photo shoot. And the photos are sent to a modeling agent to England, Who and the, the people that worked there, uh, the agent that worked, that, that saw the photos, assumed that uh, he was a girl, and he wasn't. And he offers her a job. So he has to... So he thought he wanted to get close to Julie, the the you know, that he's infatuated with. He dresses up as a woman, and uh, so he goes back and forth, you know, uh, dresses up a woman, dresses up a man. It sounds like bosom buddies to me, <laughs> in a way. And uh, so in the cast was, uh, there was actor Peter Kastner. I think that's how you say it. it. Sounds like my name, Costanas, like that. And uh, he played Timothy Blair. Uh, Julie Renfield was played by Patricia Blake and uh, her brother was uh, Gary Marshall. Uh, not Gary Marshall, the the producer, not Penny Marshall's brother. This is Gary Marshall with one L and he's from England. And also there was uh, Jen, Jenny Till. She plays Sandra Wolston. and also Nicholas Parsons. Uh, he was a... An English actor, actor, and he also uh, hosted the the game show Sale of the Century. I didn't know that. He played David Courtney, and uh, you know, like I said before, this uh, show was really bad. <laughs> and but it has a catchy theme song. I like the song, and uh, that is sung by a English, uh, no, an American folk rock group. Uh, It was a trio called The Willow Bees, and they sang pretty well. And uh, they produced this in... uh, The show was produced in the United States, but uh, they did uh, film location shots in England. They did that. Okay. Right now, I'm going to play the introduction of The Ugliest Girl in Town. And when I come back, I'll talk about Peter Kastner. You know, he was an interesting actor at the time. And I'll talk about uh, his... You know, his biography a little bit. So sit back and enjoy The Ugliest Girl in Town.
1: Hi, my name is Tim Blair. I used to be a nice, normal, clean cut American kid. And then I met Julie Renfield, a young British actress visiting Hollywood. She turned my whole world upside down. But when the movie she was making ended and she returned to London, I was just about ready to die. To forget my broken heart, I posed for my photographer brother, who needed some hippie pictures in a hurry. By mistake, they ended up in London. I really dig that earthy look. I want that girl. Look, it's my only chance to be with Julie. And that's how I became the ugliest girl in town.
0: Okay, uh, back. I hope you enjoyed the the introduction and the theme song of the ugliest girl in town. Like I said before, it's a catchy theme song, but you know, the show was not good. <laughs> but um, So anyway, I'm going to talk about Peter Kastner. He's an interesting person. Uh, he was, a, he was born in Toronto, Canada, and, uh, he, uh, played in a lot of movies in the sixties, you know, and, uh, in Canada. And uh, his first leading role was a film in Canada in 1964 called Nobody Wave Goodbye. And it was like a documentary. And seemed interesting. I like to see that. And uh, his breakthrough role was in Francis Ford Coppola's uh, comedy in 1966, You're a Big Boy Now. And that's uh, I heard about this movie. I'd never seen it. So it had a good cast. It had Elizabeth Hartman. Uh, you remember from... I forgot the name of the movie where she played a blind man, a blind woman. A patch of blue, thank you. Apache <laughs> blue and Geraldine Page, Rip Torn, Karen Black, and Julie Harris. And uh then he came over and did the sitcom. And then uh, but believe it or not, I remember him from his uh his roles on Love American style. He must have done about Ten? A lot of them. And I remember seeing the name when I was growing up, when I watched the the reruns. And he was there for a while. And uh, he was very uh, popular, I guess so. And then he returned to Canada and did some more uh, film and TV roles. And uh, he started a sitcom called Custard Pie. I never heard of that. And that was produced by the CBC. That was in Canada and uh after he stopped acting then he became a uh teacher in high school in uh, massachusetts so and uh you know when he probably taught they didn't know who he was like that and uh, unfortunately he passed away on september 18 2008 uh, he had a heart attack uh, in canada and uh, and uh, his brother was uh John Kastner in Canada, and he also had uh, he had two sisters, Susan. She was a journalist, and Kathy, a television host on Canada, Canadian television, also Jamie Kastner. Uh, and, oh, no, that was Susan's son, you know, his sister. Uh, that's his nephew, Jamie Kastner. He's a documentary filmmaker. I apologize for that. So that's a, sh- what a sad life he had, because I heard he was a victim of incest, um, and that was terrible, and I heard uh, he was, uh, I read somewhere he was, became suicidal about the whole thing, but uh, he recovered, so that's, that was good at the time, terrible, so but he seemed like a talented guy, uh, you know, he's like that, and you know, the funny thing is, he's, his name is similar to mine, <laughs> so, and, uh, Somewhat, only the uh, a few consonants and uh, extra vowels is involved. So, if you want to catch an episode of The Ugliest Girl in Town on YouTube, help yourself. If you, you know, if you like it, great. If you can't stand it and you thought it was stupid, that's fine too. <laughs> yeah. Another uh, TV sitcom went to TV Oblivion. Okay, next up, we have the from the 1970s, uh, the comedy drama flying high and i remember this show and uh this premiered on cbs august 28 1978 and ended january 23rd 1979 and uh it had 18 episodes three were unaired but uh they had a tv film you know like that and the plot of the show was it was three flight attendants and they work for an airline and you know they had relationships or situations you know that would whatever arose <laughs> like that and it had an interesting cast and uh it had catherine witt uh, pa- played pam bellagio i think that's the actress who played in porkies i think it is i gotta find uh, i gotta find out and uh also connie celica one of our earliest tv roles before greatest american hero And she played Lisa Benton, also Pat Pat Klaus, played Marcy Bauer. I remember she took over Lori Tweese on the love boat, you know. And it was also Howard Platt. He played Captain Doug March. He was also uh, Smitty, I think, from Sanford and Son. No, Officer Hopkins. Yeah, I'm sorry. Smitty was the other guy. That was Hal Williams. I get that mixed up. Also was Kev Olson. He played Raymond Strickman and uh i remember the advertisement and the promos of this show and it was uh looked very interesting i saw a couple episodes when uh, this aired when i was in high school i remember that and uh right now i'm going to play the theme song for flying high it's also the uh also at the uh the end titles so you get the introduction and the ending at the same time so here is the here is the TV show Flying High. Thank you everyone. Okay, everyone. I am back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction and the ending of Fine High. This was like a Charlie's Angels. That's what it reminds me. Uh, I want to correct something. Uh, Catherine Whit did not appear in Porkies. That was cakey Hunter, I think that's her name. Uh, yeah, Kiki Hunter. You know, but they look similar. You know, but it wasn't her. No. <laughs> Uh, she appeared in a few movies, uh, like, for example, she was in Freebie and the Being, also a Star 80, remember that, and also a lot of television shows like Riptide, Matt Houston, A-Team, um, and uh, also in, let's see, what else, uh, also in the movie uh, Philadelphia that starred Tom Hanks. Uh, she was in there. I didn't, I watched Philadelphia a long time ago. I don't remember seeing her. I gotta look at her again. That's her Connie Celica. Well, we know what happened to her. She uh she was on Greatest American Hero and then she started in a Hotel. A wonderful show. I liked her in that. And uh, you know, I don't I haven't seen her lately. I don't know. I don't know if she's still acting or not. Probably. Uh she was married to ton, John Tush from Entertainment Tonight. I think they're still married. And uh, so, they, yeah, I guess they are. <laughs> so, uh, so another TV show went to oblivion, flying high. You know, if you want to catch, uh, there's a epi- couple episodes on YouTube if you want to watch. Help yourself. You know, it's uh, it's great to go back in the '70s when it was carefree. <laughs> okay, next up, uh, I have the from the 1980s, the television sitcom *Coming of Age*. This is an interesting song and uh this aired for two seasons it aired uh, 15 episodes four on aired as usual uh it aired on cbs uh first aired march 15 1988 and in july 27 1989 as like i said before two seasons it had an interesting cast and it's uh it was set in a retirement community in arizona and uh there were two couples uh, there was Paul Dooley. Uh, we know him. He was in a lot of movies and a lot of television. He was in Sixteen Candles, Breaking Away. He was Popeye, and uh, he did a lot. He was a, he's a wonderful guy. I, re- I remember watching him on Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Uh, he played, uh, I think, a butcher. I think I'm not sure. I don't remember. And uh, also in the cast was Phyllis Newman. Okay, and uh, well, Paul Dooley's character, his name was Dick Hale. Phyllis Newman's character was Ginny Hill. That's that's wife. Uh, she was in the. She was a stage actress. A lot of musicals, television. She, I remember from "What's My Line?" Very pretty lady. And uh, you know, I remember seeing her on Law and Order recently. You know, and then she passed away uh, recently too. And uh, also, there was Alan Young, of course, Wilbur Post from Mister Ed. He played Ed Pepper, and his wife was played by Glennis Johns. She played Trudy Pepper. And believe it or not, she is still alive. She's 99 years old. Wow, God bless her. And I uh, oh, she's doing well. <laughs> I think she's one of the original uh, Batman villains that are still alive at this time. You know, she gets started with Rudy Valley as uh, Lady Pea Soup, Lady Penelope Pea Soup. Also in the cast was Kevin Pollock. Uh, he wasn't a lot of, you know, he was a comedian, actor. He was in a lot of movies. Also, there was uh, Rudy Lee. You know, we know her from uh, movies, television, game shows. You know, so, uh, you know, but uh, I saw the show a couple times. It was a good show. I liked it, but the ratings, no. Rain didn't do very well and uh, but so you know I like all the actors, you know especially Phyllis Newman and Alan Young. they're very charming, you know Glennis Johns, of course. She had her own sitcom called Glennis, uh, I think 1960 in the 60s. you know uh, I'll talk about that someday. you know it only lasted about you know a year but right now i'm going to play the theme song of coming of age and uh and that's the theme song is sing 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 and it's performed by doc severson and i think it was uh performed first in 1936 by louis prima you know that's good i have it on my apple music i love that song so here's the theme song of coming of age thank you everyone Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Coming of Age. Uh, I'm going to talk about Phyllis Newman a little bit. Um, like I said, she was uh, she was, uh, in musicals. Uh, she was a singer, and uh, she won a Tony Award for her role as Martha Vale in the musical Subways Are for Sleeping on... Uh, Subways Are for Sleeping, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, she was married to Adolph Green. And he was a playwright. And uh, he collaborated with Betty Comden for most of the screenplays during the Broadway era, you know, at that time. And uh, very famous couple. And uh, so Phyllis uh, appeared in a lot of musicals, bring out Broadway, and uh, continued all the way to the end, really. And then she did... Uh, television and she appeared on game shows, talk shows, What's My Line, Match Game to Tell the Truth. She was on the Tonight Show. Uh she was also on Soap Operas, One like to Live, and uh let's see what else. And uh she was on the Wild Wild West. I didn't know that. And uh movies she appeared were picnic, you know, with William Holden and uh mannequin from 1987 i remember that and uh let's see what else uh also she was on 30 something she played uh, M- melanie Marin's mother <laughs> i heard she was on that so she was a lovely lady, and uh, she passed away on september 15 2019 she was 86 years old yeah very tans- talented lady and very pretty okay next up we have from the 1990s uh the crime drama buddy farrell i remember the show and uh this starred dennis farina and uh it first aired on cbs september 25th 1998 and it's december 4th of the same year only ran about uh 13 episodes five on air as usual like that and the premise of the show was uh Uh, There was a legendary private investigator that disappeared in 1978 when he was trying to solve the murder of the woman he fell in love with. Then you go down, then 20 years later, he tracked, he was, he is tracked down by PI Bob Jones. That was played by Frank Whaley. He's in the cast and they reopened buddy, uh, buddy's agency. And, uh, also in the cast was Allison Smith. She played Julie Barber. And uh, she was also uh, best known in uh, The West Wing. Was in there. Also, there was Charlie Robinson. He's uh, known as Mac from Night Court. He was in the cast. I saw the show maybe once or twice. It was pretty good. You know, Dennis Farina was a uh, policeman in the uh, Chicago Police Department. And uh, he starred in Crime Story. Uh, that was a great show. I love that, and uh, so, that, like I said before, it didn't uh, didn't do well in the ratings. So uh, right now, I'm going to play a theme song for Buddy Farrell. When I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Dennis Farina. You know, because uh, I find him a very interesting man. So here it is. Sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction to Buddy Farrell. Uh, talk about a little about Dennis Farina. Uh, like I said before, he was a policeman in the Chicago Police Department. He was there for 18 years. Wow, a long time. Uh, he was born in Chicago, February 29, 1944. And uh, let's see. Uh, his father was a doctor. I didn't know that, and they lived in Old Town. You know, they lived there in an Old Town neighborhood. And then uh, I don't know how this—I don't know how this led to be acting. So, uh, oh, this is what happened. This—if you remember the movie in 1981, Thief, that starred uh, the late James Caan, he had—he uh, served as a police consult consultant to the director Michael Mann, who directed. Uh, Miami Vice, he's best known for that, and uh, then, uh, let's see, then he got a small role, and that's where he started his acting career, he did that, and then he started in a few episodes of Miami Vice, and then uh, he was in Code of Silence with Chuck Norris, and, and then he went to Crime Story, and that was a good show, that aired on NBC for two years, And other movies he played were Midnight Run with uh, Robert De Niro, also Get Shorty, uh, Manhunter, uh, Saving Private Ryan. He did a lot of movies, a lot of movies. And uh, let's see. And uh, he started with Carl – no, he started with Bette Midler in the romantic comedy The Old Feeling. I remember that show. And also did another TV sitcom called The In-Laws, and that aired from 2002 to 2003. So he's standing in that. And so he, uh, I guess he didn't want to be a policeman anymore. That's the end of that. <laughs> and uh, then he, he was hired on Law and & Order, and he stayed, uh, he played uh, Detective Joan Fontana. He was in there for a couple of years, you know. And uh, so I don't really remember that. No, nah, I don't remember that at all. And then he hosted he hosted Unsolved Mysteries after Robert Stack. You know, I think he replaced him. I don't think he, I don't know if he passed away after that. I have no idea. He did that for about five, uh, well, about one hundred seventy five episodes of that. And then he did other uh, shows and movies. And then uh, unfortunately, he passed away. And he passed away on. July twenty second, twenty thirteen. He was sixty nine in Arizona, and uh, so that's a shame. But he was very talented. You know, I liked him a lot. He was a uh, very uh, real Chicago person. <laughs> well, to me, I don't know about others, you know. But uh, but but Buddy Farrell, when he was in the show, he was good in that. I liked it. I liked it a lot. You can catch it on uh, YouTube if you'd like. Okay. Next up, we have is Easy Money, and this is not from the. This is not about the 1983 movie starring Rodney Dangerfield. This is a T. This is a TV show, and it's unrelated to that. Okay, so that aired on the CW on October 5th, 2008, ended August 16, 2009. Only ran for eight episodes, very short. Wow. And uh, it was a comedy drama. And they had a good cast, and uh, the plot was, uh, it was a a man, he was 20 years old, his name was Morgan Bufkin, and he was in charge of the prestige payday loans, you know, like you see those commercials, like, you know, you go on a quick loan. And uh, so he's running the business, and it's part of... uh, So there were plots that involved with the store like that. And it had a good cast. Uh, The the man who played Morgan Bufkin was Jeff Hefner. And uh, you remember him on Chicago Fire and also on Chicago Med. Okay. Also in the cast was uh, his mother, Laurie Metcalf, played Bobette Bufkin. Of course, we know her as Jackie from Roseanne. Also, Nick Searcy, who played Roy Bufkin. Also in the cast was J.R. Ferguson. He played Cooper. That was his brother. Uh, believe it or not, uh, J.R. Ferguson and uh, Laurie Metcalf now star in the Connors. They're together. So that's it. I never knew that they started another show before. <laughs> like that. And uh, he was also known in Evening Shade. He played Burt Reynolds' son. I remember that. Also in the cast was Katie Lowe's. She played Brandy Bufkin. Uh she was known in Scandal. Remember that show. Also in the cast was Judge Reinfold Reinhold. We remember him from Beverly Hills Cop, Fast Times at Richmond High. You know, wonderful actor. And unfortunately it didn't last very long. And uh let's see. So let's see. Uh, right now I'm gonna play the theme song for easy money and uh i i saw the show a couple times i think i said this before it was okay but uh it, just, it was there and now it was gone it disappeared so uh when i come back i'll talk about laurie metcalf you know she had, she has an interesting career it's just a funny lady i like her so again here is the theme song for easy money thank you everyone Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the theme song for easy money. Uh I forgot I failed again. it was a long uh introduction. (laughs) It's about two minutes long, a little over two minutes. Uh I will talk about Larry Excuse me, talk about Larry Metcalf. Uh she's best known as uh Jackie Harrison Roseanne. Uh She's a very talented lady. She's from Carbondale, Illinois. And she was in this, I believe, in the Steppenwolf Theater. For, you know, she did that. And uh, and then she got hired in 1988 to star in Roseanne. You know, and then and she was there until all the way to the end. And she played Roseanne's sister. And she was funny. <laughs> you know. Here's some interesting um, trivia about her. She appeared on Saturday Night Live. And she was there. Um, she was there on this. Um, she appeared on the last episode in the 1980-1981 season. That's where all the main cast members left. And they replaced them. And it wasn't very. Didn't do very well. And she appeared. um and they didn't ask her to come back. So and uh, so that that was interesting. I wish I wish that season was on DVD. I would watch that. That would be great, you know. And uh, so after Roseanne, she appeared in a lot of shows. And then um, she was uh, she co-starred with Norm McDonald on the Norm Show for three seasons. Uh, unfortunately, passed away. You know, very funny man. And she was also in series Charlie Lawrence that starred Nathan Lane. I saw that commercial, you know. So, uh, you know, she kept busy. She really kept busy. You know, her daughter, uh, her name is Zoe Perry, and she plays her in the spun-off series of the prequel The Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon, and that is her. You know, if I catch that show again, I'll find uh, that – so that'd be interesting to see, you know, and uh, she's, uh, but Laurie Metcalf does appear on Sh- Young Sheldon. She does appear in that, so that's good, you know. She's one of those character act- actresses like you see her all the time. <laughs> you know, uh, she did some films and she also was in, uh, believe it or not, there was a the Robert Altman comedy, A Wedding saw that movie a long time ago. I didn't notice her. And uh, she was a maid. And she was also in this Release Seeking Susan starring Madonna. And also in Uncle Buck with, uh, with uh, John Candy. Okay. Phew. What a lineup. Okay. So that will be all for today's show. Here is a recap of what I discussed today on this program. All right. Here is the lineup. From the late... Late 1940s, we have the talk show, The Wendy Barry Show. From the 1950s, the TV anime series Felix the Cat. From the 1960s, we have the television sitcom The Ugliest Girl in Town. From the 1970s, we have the comedy drama Flying High. From the 1980s, we have the TV sitcom Coming of Age. From the 1990s, we have the TV crime drama Buddy Farrell, and from the 2000s, we have the comedy drama Easy Money. Ugh, that was that's it. <laughs> so um, once this pu- uh, episode is published, you can listen to wherever podcast is available: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Breaker, uh, Castbox. Uh, what's the other one? Can't think of it. Overcast. It's also on my YouTube channel. Uh, on TV Oblivion, the podcast it will be pushed It takes a while for that to come. To be loaded on that, so just look out for that. Also, be posted on my social media accounts, also Facebook and Twitter. If you care to listen, so um I had a good time. I really did. So this is Pika your host for TV Oblivion, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'll have another episode next weekend. It'll be episode 21. You know, I'm going slowly but surely and having a ball. And uh what I discuss on the show, all the television shows went to TV oblivion. Never heard from again until I brought them, until I bring them back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for everyone for uh listening to me. Right now, here's the pick and pluck song. That's the ending theme song for this show. So take care, everyone. So long. <laughs>